0: in the first half of your cycle, your metabolism is slower and the second half it's faster. So that's why in the first half, you'll notice that foods are lighter and you can eat more, you know, of lighter ways. You can do more raw foods. You can have less calories during the first half because you have a slower metabolism and you can do high intensity interval training in the first half and cardio, which is what, you know, those, the combination of those two things in the first half is what kicks off more fat loss and more muscle gain.
1: Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go.
2: Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Welcome, 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 wherever you are. Where are you? Yeah,
1: where are you guys? (laughs) In the car,
2: at home, cleaning, in the bathtub. I want to know some weird-ass places that you listen to podcasts. Yeah, actually, let us know. (laughs) I'm trying to think of my weirdest
1: Hmm. Toilet? Maybe. I tried to do one time in a bath and I felt violated. Oh, that's a good point. I was like, I don't feel right. <laughs> what were you
2: listening to? Like I a, don't know. Gary Vee in probably, your bathroom. Yeah, honestly.
1: <laughs> I don't yeah, it was probably something, but it just felt like I was like, this isn't what this is for. <laughs> totally. This is not for others' thoughts. This isn't for my thoughts. <laughs> and so I was like, I had
2: to get up. I was like, oh. Gotta turn this off. I was cleaning my closet the other day and listening to the Daily, and they had a series on Harvey Weinstein, and I was like, "Yeah, that ain't it." You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm in a closet. Who were we talking to? <laughs> was
1: this weekend? Did someone say that they've met him? The, um, so, I don't need to say the person, but didn't they say they they were at a bunch?
2: Oh, they were at a bunch of shoots, and he was there. Yeah, it was. He was terrible. Or he wasn't allowed on set on a show that they were working on. Yes, that, that and our ski
1: instructor said that oh, him yeah. Said that Harvey, so we were skiing in Deer Valley <laughs> and the ski instructors who were angels said that Harvey and his homies used to come and that he was such a bully, even to the ski instructors. Yep. To guys. To guys. Yeah. And he was just terrible. Uh-huh. Wow. I can't believe. Yeah. I forgot <laughs> about that. I think I was fucking around and I said something about him and they're like, yeah, he Mm -hmm. actually used to come here.
2: They're like, oh yeah, Harvey. And we were just like, yeah, that
1: ugly motherfucker. I know. I was like, he's (laughs) disgusting. He's a troll
2: (laughs) for many reasons. Yeah, truly. Um, Anyway, no more airtime for Harvey. Yeah, honestly. Um, We're so glad you're here. We'd love to just make a few announcements before we get into it. So excited. We have launched the new podcast pro program for anyone who wants to start, grow, and or monetize their dream podcast. We have a comprehensive program for you and enrollment for the course is closing on Sunday, February 2nd. Yeah, and with that, um, if you enroll during this period in time, you get
1: extra calls with Lindsay and I, you get a bunch of goodies included. So the price will change after the second and you won't get those special calls where you can talk to Lindsay and I, get your questions answered, everything like that. But go to yourpodcastpro.com to check everything out there. We are excited to support you guys in launching, monetizing, and growing the podcast of your dreams. Mm-hmm.
2: And we have also announced our our retreat in May. And this will be happening at Calamigos Guest Ranch in Malibu. Last year was incredible and we could not wait to plan our our 2020 retreat. So spots are are selling out uh, quickly. So we would love to have you. You can find more information on almost30podcast.com. Just click retreat 2020.
1: Yep. At the top. And we will be announcing our guests for the retreat. We had amazing people last year, like Shan Booty, Milana Snow, Natalia Benson, um, Jenna Reese. We had a special surprise. We had Tone It Up doing a workout. We had Aubrey Winters doing a workout. Um, There was just a lot of amazing activities for everyone. We had facials. So we're really excited to be sharing this this year. So see you guys at the retreat. Yeah,
2: it's going to be a blast. So again, almost30podcast.com. Okay, I'm like, I'm very inspired by today's guest. Yeah, I am too. And it's a, I think it's a good thing for us to connect on and we haven't talked about it in quite some time and our community always loves to touch base on the hormone conversation. What affects our hormones, uh, how we're feeling physically, mentally, emotionally around this particular uh, part of us that is so important. And maybe some of you don't realize that your hormones could be affecting your sleep, your sex life, your skin, your health in general. So we just wanted to dig into um, kind of what's going on with us and maybe the questions that we've been asking ourselves um, and things we've been doing before we get into our interview with Alisa Vitti.
1: Yeah, Alisa, we had her on the podcast maybe a year and a half ago. Um, she wrote woman code and she's just such a pioneer in the space. So when we had her on previously, we were just sort of beginning our conversations with our community on hormone health. Uh, we've had Candace Birch on, we had Elisa on, and I actually did a solo episode on my hormone health journey. So if you're interested in hearing that, so you can search almost already podcast and then Krista Williams hormone health. Um, and my hormone journey really began when I moved to, Los Angeles from New York City. So I lived in New York City for a few years, just ran myself to the ground, was doing quite a bit of damage to my body and to my adrenals. And so when I moved to New York, I just noticed I my body was completely out of whack. I felt lethargic in the afternoon. I felt just out of my body. I felt I couldn't sleep at night. Everything was just off. I had put on weight. I just felt terrible. And I knew a lot of it was because of the damaging things I'd been doing to my body as far as it relates to stimulants and diet pills and all these terrible things. But I knew that there was another component to it that I was really missing. So when I started this hormone journey, one of my close friends, Ryan, Talk to me about hormone health because she actually works with your hormone balance. So your hormone balance is the company that I got tested for my hormones, and the company that I really went to before um, I found any of the resources on my hormone journey. And they made me aware that I had estrogen dominance, that you know I had low testosterone, I had all these things that were really contributing and leading me to feeling like absolute crap in my body. And that started me on a natural hormone healing journey that I went through, you know, over the course of a year, which was really, really a struggle, but really just instrumental in in my overall awareness of hormones impact on my body and just providing me a holistic view of like everything that's going on.
2: Yeah. And you shared throughout, which I think was so helpful to people in the community because there are just parts of you know, your general health that is affected by hormones that we don't normally think about. I think like a popular one is skin. So people are like, oh, my skin's freaking out. It must be my hormones or, or whatnot. Because it's like hormonal acne. Exactly. That's, so it's like that word makes people think that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no like talk about hormonal low energy. Yeah. You know exactly what I mean? Totally. All, like, all that stuff. Yeah. So it was it was really good for me to to learn from your process as well, because I think around the same time, I was still working at Soul Cycle and teaching 15 classes a week. On top of that, I was like working out way too much and fueling my body. I was eating generally healthy, but I think because I was working out so much, I just took for granted what I was putting in yeah. my body and how I was fueling myself. I was also, I. F- I feel like I went through periods of restriction, meaning like I didn't not eat. It was more about like, I can't have that meaning like rice and 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 good complex carbs that maybe my body needed at certain period times of my cycle. So I just really did, had zero awareness. And so when I started cycle syncing my workouts, which actually wasn't until probably a year and a half ago, it made such a difference. And it it honestly had the biggest effect on my happiness because I think I spent a lot of energy beating myself up for either you know, being too tired for yeah. a workout or going to a workout and being in my luteal phase and not having the energy to- to work out, you know, hit workout berries or whatever the fuck I was doing and just being kind of low. Cause I didn't really get, wasn't able to give my all. And now I think it's just the permission too to really understand the different times of the month that I have the most energy the first two weeks, you know, after I have my period is when I have the most energy and I feel it. And I just feel so connected to myself, you know what I mean? And I'm able to schedule workouts that are a little bit more intense. And then, second half is more yoga and walking and rest. And my body has just responded really well. And I also just, I don't know, it feels like I'm being nicer to myself,
1: you know? Yeah. I mean, to see your transition from soul cycle and doing additional workouts and all of that to now is totally
2: different. Totally. It's completely different. And it's funny how the body reacts because oh, yeah. I, I I was I was really nervous about one quitting Soul Cycle in terms of how much I was working out and how much cardio I was doing was I going to gain weight was I I didn't know what w- was going to happen and my body finally relaxed and was not stressed out and so it actually got to a place and I don't I don't weigh myself I don't do any of that but I just know by like being in my body where I'm like. Oh, this feels really good, mm-hmm. you know, and it it doesn't fluctuate as much. It just kind—I of, don't know—it just feels more settled and peaceful rather than like always oh, like yeah. doing.
1: Yeah, it's like a lot of that's inflammation too, yes. you know, from from doing all of that and like the stress of the restriction. But yeah, since I I don't necessarily I'm just trying to track my cycle more, but mine was more like the healing. In addition to yours, mine was more like the healing of my adrenals mm-hmm. in conjunction with the hormones. Totally. And a lot of what I did with that was like increasing the amount of fat in my diet. I was really protein focused. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of grew up where it was like a protein, you know, low carb, high protein. And so it was increasing my fat. It was like super nourishing for me, changing my workouts too. Totally, you know, I would do like berries in the morning and then Soul Cycle, whatever. I would do these really intense workouts just like you were doing. And that was like, not it for not me. It. Not it. all the time, you know, that wasn't it. So decreasing that, increasing walking. And then there were some supplements that I took as well. And I know Elisa has some great supplements with her company mm-hmm. that were also really helpful. So it was a combination of that. And really it's just time. Like, you know what I mean? It's one of those things, like it really took like a year, yeah. maybe more to like really figure it out and really just, Understand, like now I kind of know within my body just where my where I'm at hormonally, based on how I'm feeling, based on my mood, based on like what's going on. So it feels good to like have learned that about my body, even mm-hmm. though it was like really hard.
2: Mm-hmm. And both Krista and I were on synthetic birth control for quite some time. So and and listen, we if it works for you, it works for yep. you, and we just decided at different times, but. To go off of synthetic birth control, I guess for me, I just felt I was like, "Why am I taking this?" You know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't with anyone in terms of like you know preventing pregnancy. But you know, I, I just I felt like I could be more careful, one by using protection, also by just you know tracking my cycle to see like when you know. I could have sex and Mm -hmm. not risk that, have like high risk for pregnancy. So I just felt like it was the best decision for me and my skin did freak out. Like I did have kind of like the body was adjusting, but overall I just feel so much better to be off of synthetic birth control.
1: Yeah. I think I got off mine when I was like 25. Mm -hmm. I was like 25. I think I was living in Chicago. I remember... And then I was moving to New York. So it was actually when Justin and I started dating long distance. And I just remember it. I didn't know it as much when it was happening, but when I got off of it, I felt like a different person. Really felt like I was like, oh, this is who I am. You know, it felt so much better just about my moods. Like, I don't know. I just felt way better in my body. And I felt way more aware of what was going on rather than like a victim to like, circumstance related to like my hormones yeah definitely so yeah that was like key too and i know that a lot of the conversations we've had around this you know you can find in this episode and in other episodes about birth control about um, cycle syncing about aligning your workouts to your cycle about the importance of hormones and we also even in um Earlier episodes on hormone health have general information about like what each hormone is, what it does, and its importance in the body. So
2: we have all the information that you will need, and we are so excited to have Elisa on. Yeah, she has a new book out. It's called In the Flow. It's actually out today, January 20th, 2020. So you can get it anywhere books are sold. In the Flow, a 28-day plan working with your monthly cycle to do more and stress less. So you can improve your productivity, happiness, physical well-being by keeping your natural cycles in mind and working with them rather than ignoring them. I think we grow up and I don't know about you all out there, but it's something that you don't really want to recognize as something that could be really beautiful to um, be aware of and learn about because you're like, oh, I bleed every month. This is annoying. I have cramps. I feel terrible. Uh, But you could feel better and it's really empowering. Yeah, it's almost
1: like I felt like when I read it it's like a biohack guide. Yes. So it's really like biohacking your cycle to improve creativity, performance, avoiding burnout, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And it's like a 4-week guide. So starting at the beginning of, you know, the cycle after your period, it prov- provides like meal plans, charts, a planner, just everything that you need to even get off birth control as well. And so I, I really loved reading this book. I felt like it was one of those for me actually that I just could leaf
2: through at certain times and just get the information that I needed. Yeah, totally. So excited to have Elisa on as always. She's just really fun to chat with. Like she's- She's very conversational and it's very relatable. And she's also very open about her own hormonal journey and how she incorporates cycle cycle syncing into her marriage, into her role as a mom. So any of you out there, wherever you are- Oh yeah, even in work with her creativity. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating, and it again—it's like giving yourself the permission, but it also gives you insight so that you don't beat yourself up. Now, girls rock.
1: Girls rock, man. Girls rock. Guys have bleed. long cycles. We ha- let us bleed. We have short cycles. It is crazy too. Like, and this is just a long a period at the end of our sentence. But the um, a lot of the research that is done in the nutrition space, in the medical space, in the health space is just specific to men, and so this is really going and speaking to that and providing information that is specific to women and the fact that we have this cycle that affects every area of our body and life.
2: Remind me, what is the men's cycle again? I think it's a, I forget. Is it a daily cycle? Actually, oh, I think oh it's daily. Oh my God. I think it might be actually. Cause they like get boners in the morning. Yes, <laughs> totally. That's it. <laughs> and they're, they're, something goes down at night. They're, they're, Men have a hormone
1: cycle too, but there's a big difference. Instead of having a month-long hormone cycle like women, men go through an entire hormone cycle every 24 hours. Damn. They also have, <laughs> right? They also have 10 times more testosterone than women. Actually, you would think that they would be more emotional because it's quicker.
2: Exactly. That's kind of weird. Maybe it happens like within an hour time's time that like- I know. You don't see them or something. I know. That's what I'm like, <laughs> I want to try and explore that. That's really interesting. Okay let's do a study. Wow. Sponsored by almost 30. I know. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, all right, y'all enjoy this episode. We're so excited. If you love it and want to share with your friends, share on Instagram, text it to them, uh, join our secret Facebook group. We have over 15,000 women in there chatting all day, every day about anything and everything to support you, make you laugh, inspire you. It's really just a way to connect and feel less alone. Um, again, her new book, Elisa Vitti's new book, In the Flow, is out now. So I would order it. It's it's one of those that you can have on your bedside table and it's just really empowering. Again, it's that like biohack type book that Uh, you can start incorporating things into your life right away.
1: Yeah. And then join the secret Facebook group. We talk about stuff like this all the time. You can search secret almost 30 podcast Facebook group and all the girls in there are so kind and loving and open. And, you know, we talk a lot about hormone health and our bodies and all of that. So we are waiting for you in there. All right.
2: Enjoy. And we'll see you on the other side. See you soon. Bye. This episode is brought to you by better help. Oh, therapy, y'all. I don't know. I just, I don't know what I did before therapy, to be completely honest with you. I think I was kind of a mess, but you know, found it when I was meant to, but I have been going to therapy for about six years now, which is so crazy. So crazy, but it has changed my life and I will continue to invest in therapy for as long as I can. I feel like it has totally, totally made my relationships better That's betterhelp.com slash almost 30. Okay, I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app, um, Superhuman. I don't know if you feel this way when you leave New York and then come back, but it is kind of a test because there are just so many unexpected things about navigating in the city in general. Like say like someone rolls through a puddle and you get all wet. It's like, it is the test always of of non-reaction and really just kind of-
0: (laughs) It's very stimulating here. Yeah, it's
2: very stimulating here. I don't (laughs) miss that.
1: (laughs) I really loved it here, but I really am realizing how- much people go through being here. Yep. You know, it it gives you the it affords you the most beautiful gifts of diversity, culture, just immersion in this beautiful like microcosm of all these people, but there is so much against you from a health perspective that I don't miss battling against cuz this is where my hormone journey really started. You know, for me with adrenal fatigue and really just setting myself back from a hormone perspective for a few years, being Mm -hmm. here, just going hard, never resting, never sleeping, not eating enough fat, doing the high intensity workouts all the time, ignoring my body in such a way. So, um, it's like a great reminder and this is like full circle to have you here.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say that's, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to really put this information out into the world because I think so many of us are feeling like, you know, just doing, doing, doing all the time. And we Want we're not where we want to be, whether that be with our health, whether that be with our career, relationships, whatever it is, and yet we know on a certain level, like we can't do any more, we can't work any harder. We are doing all the things we know to do, but we're not where we want to be. And uh, you know, when I was going through that myself, I mean, this has happened on several occasions. I was was over 60 pounds and I wanted to lose that weight and I was doing all the right things and it wasn't coming off. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And then you know, when I wanted to have my business be something, I mean I've been in business for myself now almost 20 years wow. to do that in a way that's sustainable, At first, I was not. At first, I was just like pushing all the time, all the events, all the... the, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't sustainable. Are you talking about us?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yes, tell
0: me more about me. We're on the edge. (laughs) We're on the edge. Yeah. It's just like, that's not the... I learned Mm -hmm. the hard way that that's not the way. And luckily, I happened to be immersed in my research trying to figure out like, well, you know, how do I just take care of myself? But then as I was diving deeper into sort of the effects of our hormones on just... Just absolutely every system of the body. And I think that was the biggest aha that I hadn't ever been presented with was that, you know, we tend to put our reproductive hormones in this, like in the box, like, okay, it just has to do with my period or fertility. But actually it affects your immune system and your brain function and, you know, your metabolism and absolutely everything about your body. And in this book, I kind of map out these different systems and how actually these fluctuating hormones affect them Mm. so that we know definitively that we've got to take our hormones out of the box and really... you know, interact with them on a different, in a different way. But anyway, so we're all so busy. I was just doing everything the wrong way, pushing, 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 and that's just not the way, you know? So really what I learned is that the cycle syncing method is the way for us to get more done and, and have it be effortless, mm-hmm. right? So that we're not struggling so much. We're not pushing all the time, but we're making those, you know, major moves into the health that we want to have, the car- sustainability in our careers that we want to have, the relationships that we want to have. And for me, even it was a delightful. I I need another word for surprise, but like a really nice, uh, uh, you know, experience of starting my motherhood journey, having this Mm -hmm. knowledge about sort of the cycle and allowing that to inform how I even go through motherhood. Like Mm I, it's been much less about trying to be the perfect mom and really about just staying present to what's going on with my body. It's a beautiful thing that's happening,
2: especially, I think you're such a huge player in this and creating this conversation. Cause for so long, like talking about your period, talking about your hormones was kind of like, a, we don't talk about that. And I think that adds to the disconnection from our bodies. Like on a very real level. And so I just think it's, it's pretty incredible now that women feel empowered to allow it to be something that informs everything that they do so that they can show up as their best selves. I'd love to like, for those of those of you out there that have not heard our first episode with you, but I'd I'd love to kind of just outline the hormones that we like should be thinking about talking about because like people hear estrogen and testosterone and don't really know. They think testosterone men have and estrogen women have, but
0: yeah, so we have, you know, all the hormones that men have, we just have them in different concentrations, right? And, and we have them in different, concentrations and ratios to each other in predictable phases throughout the month. So one of the things that I uh, sort of am introducing to, to the world in this book is the concept of the infradian clock. So we are really familiar with our circadian rhythm, right? Mm -hmm. And how important it is for us to take care of that. Like people are wearing blue light blocking glasses and trying to wake up with the sunrise and the whole thing. And one of the things that I think is, again, just based on the research that I put into the book that's so important is that we have to take care of our infradian clock as well, right? So we know that if we mess with our circadian, if we interrupt our circadian rhythm, right? We burning the candle at both ends. We're not getting enough sleep. We're sleeping through the morning. We can start to feel ill effects pretty quickly. And in fact, two years ago, two geneticists won the Nobel prize for, uh, discovering the genetic effects of disruptions to the circadian clock. Hmm. I am really, uh, feeling like women need to appreciate that if they interrupt their infradian clock, they're having the same intensity of ill effects. Now, of course, there isn't any research being done on the genetic level, but we do know what happens when you mess with your hormones, right? When you disrupt Mm -hmm. your endocrine function. So those hormones that you were curious about, right? Estrogen, progesterone, uh, testosterone, follicular stimulating hormone, luteinizing hormone. um, These are hormones that we go through in these four phases. So for example, in the follicular phase, which is the phase that starts right after your bleed ends, this is when, you know, you have just low levels of estrogen and then you have some follicular stimulating hormone uh, moving, right? Mm. In the ovulation phase, which we're all pretty familiar with, this is when we have a huge surge in estrogen, follicular stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone. And then in the luteal phase, which is the longest phase of the cycle, that's when we have both estrogen and progesterone rise and fall. So if you don't conceive, right? If you conceive, Mm -hmm. it just continues to rise. But if you don't conceive, it starts to, those hormones start to decrease in concentration. And then during the bleed, they're at their lowest level. This predictable repeated pattern is what stimulates the ovary Two mature egg release egg build corpus luteum to make progesterone, but also build lining of the uterus, thicken it, hold it in place, and then cause it to shed. Right, those—that's the physical activity that is the result of those hormones doing that pattern. But it also impacts your metabolism, your immune system. For example, some women report that they notice that they feel like if they're going to get a cold it happens in the, like before their period. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with estrogen and estrogens an uh, you know immunomodulator. So it, knowing these things can help you, right? If it's cold and flu season, um, and it's the week before your period and everybody in the office is coughing all over you, you could you would know to change your self-care routine just for that period of time to bolster your immune system because it's a little bit suppressed, right? So things like that, it's just it's like the ultimate biohacking very tailored to you in your reproductive years. And I think that's important because as I say in in the book, there's wellness wellness everywhere, right? I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years. There's more websites, more articles, more everything. And from the standpoint of what we do at Flow Living, we're taking, we're, you know, we're a modern menstrual healthcare company. We have more people, more women with more hormonal health issues now than ever before. So when I look at that, it's not because we are lacking, you know, the, the content around, um, you know, ve- which vegetables are healthy, which supplements are great for you. You know, you should be we all know now we should be eating healthy and working out and resting, right? The problem is that that research on which types of diets are ideal, which types of exercises are, are are optimal for you to get fit, that research is being done on men and postmenopausal women, but it is being mm. marketed to you in articles as universally applicable. So here you are, like I said before, doing everything you know to do because what you know to do is work out high intensity interval training every day. That's the gold standard do intermittent fasting and keto, right? And where is that getting women in their reproductive years? Actually, it's making them sick, stressed, fat, and unhappy in their lives. And there's research you know, that I go into in the book that shows why that's happening, um, in terms of a hormonal perspective, but I think it's so important for us to know because we we're in this new wellness c- conversation around biohacking. But it, again, it is being like biohacking. If if anything needs to become very bio individual, mm. right? You can't hack your own biology unless it's unique to you. And for women, you know, if we just take one dive, one peel, one layer of that onion back, we should have different forms of biohacking for men and women because we have different needs and we have different realities. Like men have a 24 hour hormonal pattern. We have an infradian clock, it's 28 days. And that clock turns on at puberty and shuts off at menopause. And while it's active, you need to take care of it. Otherwise it's going to really impact everything about your body. So I I just, I can't, I'm Mm -hmm. so excited to share this because I know how like you're all good students like me, right? Like you want to get a good, you want to get the gold star, right? So you're like going to the gym, you're eating your kale salads, you're, you know, you're doing, you're taking the powders, you're doing all the right things. And yet your skin's still breaking out. You can't lose those 10 pounds. You're feeling really stressed and anxious. You're having difficulty sleeping. You feel overwhelmed and unfulfilled at work. Your relationships, I mean, over 50% of w- women in heterosexual relationships are not having the type of sexual pleasure they want to have. They're not having orgasms. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. not getting off in your relationships. Motherhood is stressful. Mm-hmm. We're not. And then and then, instead of thinking, oh, I'm just not going about this in the right way, right? Like, because I'm not working with my cycle. We internalize our confusion as self-criticism. Yeah, of course. You know, mm-hmm. we think, oh, something must be wrong with mm-hmm. me that I can't accomplish we're not all these doing things. It enough, it's not right. enough. I'm not pushing hard yeah. enough. But we know, on some, I, I can feel it in in the conversation mm-hmm. I'm having with everybody. We know that we can't possibly be doing more than we're doing. We're all maxed out. We're we're all out of bandwidth. So it isn't that you need to do more. It's that you need to know how to what to do and when to do it, and then everything just starts to flow. Mm-hmm.
1: As far as the timing, so I, I'm curious about the difference between men and women in our cycles. So there's this 24. Do they mimic the same sort of cycle on a smaller scale in 24 hours?
0: So, I mean, it's not it's not the same at all, but right. they, do, they do wake up with a surge of testosterone. Okay. They make their testosterone overnight. And then, so they have all their testosterone yep. in the morning, which is why men are interested in like sex and fitness in the morning, because wow. that's actually op- optimal for their bodies. Hmm. And then as testosterone and cortisol like, you know, it it starts off kind of at a surge and then they kind of have a little dip, a little more of a surge, and then it starts to wane after lunch. So by three o'clock, their testosterone and their cortisol start is really starting to get Mm -hmm. down to their sort of mid low point. And then by eight o'clock, you know, they're kind of can be out of both, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of their lowest levels. And that's for a reason. They're supposed to go to sleep early, make all their testosterone for the next day. So there's some, they they actually work really well with early to bed, early to rise, Mm -hmm and front-loading all of their activities physical social Mm -hmm. whatever earlier in the day which is why in the biohacking community for men there's a lot of conversation around extending energy extending brain focus and and, in concentration in the afternoon because that's when they have their challenge so to speak Uh, right it's totally fine that they may not want to be you know Researching you know a book for three hours in the afternoon, but let's say they needed to do that. They could really be well assisted by certain hacks taking you know certain herbs that are going to help them with concentration, using coffee, things like that. yeah but women have a different cycle. We do have a twenty four hour circadian rhythm, just like every human being, but we also have that intersecting with our infradian clock during do, our reproductive you have an infradian clock. Not in this no because yeah, yeah. because the infrating clock refers to the the cycle that is longer than a day, right. so this is our mm. twenty eight day cycle right so it's really about the hormones that we 're producing over the course of the month and how that intera- interacts with our twenty four hour cycle right and I wanted
1: to talk a little bit about about that clock and what does it look like when women ignore that completely besides feeling overwhelmed, maybe the weight. I know there is a lot of descriptions of ways in which women can feel or ways they can see that expressed in their life. I want to go into that so that
0: women can find ways that they identify. So, you know, it could show up as any any PMS symptom you're having. That's like the first place I would look. Right? Is just say, do you have PMS? PMS is a great uh, meta set of symptoms that just are indicative that you're working against mm. your your reproductive clock, right? And your body is not able to be optimizing its hormonal output because PMS is the imbalance between estrogen and progesterone and that's what causes symptoms. And why do we get there? Well, you could be working out the wrong way the first half of the cycle you or during the luteal phase, you could be not eating the right way during that time. So it's just a great first line of, you know, oh, I might actually be inter, you know, disrupting my endocrine function because that's really what we're talking about. If you don't work with these phases, you, it's that lifestyle choice is endocrine disruptive. You know, it's not just a nice to have like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we could all align with our hormonal patterns and optimize our lives? This is a need to have. This is really the only way for you to be your healthiest self, to to do all that you want to do, to be your most creative self, to feel happy and feel your best you have to you have to factor this in the fact that we've been ignoring it all of these years is at the crux of why we don't have what we want with our health with our lives and relationships and i think that it's just such a profound shift to think about Oh, I, I have to like live in my own biochemical reality. I can't try to squeeze myself yeah. into one that doesn't work for me. So PMS is a first one. I think if you're getting chronic colds, mm-hmm. you know, that's oh, another wow. one because it's an indica- indication that, you know, stress levels and cortisol levels are off and that's affecting the, you know, immune system throughout the cycle. Wow. I think if you're having, you know, stubborn weight, mm-hmm. that's another indication again, that these hormones are not working the way that they should. Um, um, I PCOS. Think, so PCO, so any of your con- diagnosed conditions, yeah. that is like an added layer of complexity. So that is, uh, yes, you're already, no one is working like when no one's being taught, you know, mm-hmm. from a young age, um, you know, and now I have four nieces and a daughter. So you can bet that auntie Flo over here is going <laughs> to tell them about <laughs> all sorts of things as they come of age. <laughs> Me specifically, like the first conversation that I would have with a girl around, nine to 11 would be listen you have <laughs> listen here's here's the I deal know, she's like i like flow. ponies you're uh, like listen up <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen up we need to talk <laughs> about this biohacking
0: <laughs> 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 I say, listen pretty soon this second magical clock in your body is going to wake up it's going to turn mm. on and it's going to give you this amazing dynamic like creative power And it's going to be, you're going to feel and want to do different things and you need to take care of yourself in different ways throughout the month. And that's all I would say. I wouldn't even go into the whole period thing just then, but I would just get them clued into the fact that they've been feeling like the same way every day. And pretty soon they're going to start to feel different. Can you imagine if that was the setup that you had been given at nine, 10 or 11? Wow. You, you, the whole trajectory of how you would have related to yourself as you were changing would have been one of embracing it Mm -hmm. as opposed to what we do from the beginning, which is why it's important to, we fight it. Mm -hmm. We try to ignore it. We try to shove it in the closet. We try to make sure that we're not thinking about it. We joke about it. We belittle it. We devalue it. We don't even know the power that we have. I am juggling
2: quite a bit lately. I have a new baby, um, six months in, and uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health
0: You know, when I think of these four phases, I actually, in my mind, I use a little acronym of, they're my power phases, P-O-W-R. In the, in the follicular phase, you're, you're, you're preparing, right? You're preparing, you're thinking about things, you're planning, you're preparing. In the ovulation phase, you're opening up, you're socializing, you're communicating, you're opening up. In the luteal phase, you are working, getting things done, making it happen. And in the menstrual phase, you're resting recovering, restoring, evaluating, right? This is your power. Your power is to cycle through that continuously month over month so that you can apply that thinking in absolutely every area of your life and have everything just work easier. And if you had known that as a little girl... When it was happening to you, you would have been like, oh my God, you would have been excited about each phase change and trying to learn about it and trying to understand and make the connections between your own mind and your body. Like, oh, this week I do feel different and that's a good thing and these are the things I'm going to do. And I would love to see um, you know, a generation of girls growing up with just this information, which is why I wrote this book, At the Jump if you knew this at the beginning, you wouldn't be like as many as I got completely lost in the you know male hormonal construct trying to fit myself into this idea that no, no, some, somehow being dynamic and changing was a problem and I needed to be static. I needed to be the same every day. The energy that you put into trying to be the same every day is draining your life force and it's not helping you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: You mentioned creativity like and and I love that acronym, the power acronym. So, can you kind of give an example just so we can connect it more cuz I think, you know, more more so now I'm really connecting that part of my body to my creativity even like in the class we did this morning like when I would put my hand over that part of my body it's like
1: it's just the womb space
2: yeah the womb space like not my vagina (laughs) your pelvic basin (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I just you know there was a lot there and same with you know sex and there's just so much so much there so I'd love to just give examples maybe from your own experience how you've been able to connect more deeply to your creativity
0: yeah I mean I think you can Come at this conversation with creativity in a couple of different directions, like where you're, co- you're you're sourcing that sort of conversation from. Maybe um, tantric practices, where we look at you know the, the the different chakra systems of the body and the pelvic cavity, and you know bringing that energy up from the sacral chakra up through your you know the rest of your body, and. That's a, that's a really cool way to look at it. I think for me that I was always this sort of like type A science nerd. It was really hard for me to like go there. It felt really like woo woo for me at first. And I, and I also felt very disconnected from it. I felt like, I don't, I don't know what that feels like. What is, what am I, what am I trying to feel? You know, we're all, I I felt very much growing up, very disconnected from my feminine energy. Um, And then with my PCOS, I was actually like physically the mind-body connection between my brain and my ovaries was not functionally working. So I, I was disconnected. And I think a lot of us are. And how do we know that we're disconnected? You know, it's like when somebody asks you get into your, like do a hip circle or get into your body, you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm in my body. So, how do I get more in my body? Like it's just you're like <laughs> I mean right now? Like right now. <laughs> like, do you want me to do it right now? <laughs>
2: like it just it's it sounds
0: like really nice, but then when you go to do it, you're like, "What are you what am I supposed mm-hmm. to do?" You know, th- I mean, and I'm just real talk, that's totally. how I used to think. I'm like, "Okay, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I want to get in my body. I want mm-hmm. to be in, you know, but yeah. I don't know what what you mean. I don't know how to do that." So, for me, and why I think this this um, cycle syncing method is so powerful is that it is a way for you to viscerally heal that disconnect from your feminine energy by doing things each and every day that are. It's not like you want to only connect to your your sacral chakra, you know, in yoga class. You want to be connected to your feminine energy all the time. And not just your feminine, you're masculine too. You want to have a balance between these energetics, which I talk about in this book. And how do you achieve that? You do that through being engaged with the cyclical energy of your body, right? Because for example, you could look at it this way. The first half of your cycle, the follicular and the ovulatory phase, more outwardly focused, right? More, you know, being out and about. You could think of that as more of your um, masculine energy, The second half of your cycle is more inwardly focused. You could think of that as your more feminine energy at a very high level, right? Where we say being out is masculine and being in is feminine. That's one slice. There's so many ways to think about it, right? There's a way to think about how your masculine energy is the part of you that's um, doing things on your own. And your feminine energy is a part of you that really likes to, you know, be with other people. You can think of it in different ways. It's really about going through the the experience week over week of engaging these different energies, this different this different creative cycle, um, so that you you can heal this this sort of core wound that we have as women in this patriarchal environment that says you have to be the same, and that you have to disconnect from this shifting, changing energy that you have. Because the other thing when you look at the cycle and you sort of map these power phases is that they map exactly onto like the creative cycle in nature, right? If you think of, I mean, it's such a silly, but very apropos example, right? If you think of a seed right a seed gets planted and then it sprouts and then it needs like watering and and sunlight and you know nutrients and it grows and then it it bears fruit and then you harvest it and then like you rest the soil so that it can do that again mm-hmm. the, everything in nature goes through that process so if you want to bring things to fruition in your life following this process is not just a good idea it's the way life works mm-hmm. You know, and we should feel so confident to tap into this power cycle of our, our own, not only because nature imbued us with this, this infradian clock, but also because it works. It works. It makes everything easier. Why push against that process? Um, it takes so much more energy to do that. Mm-hmm. And then you don't get the results you want. You can, again, let's think of that plant. If you try to force a plant to grow, you have to expend tremendous amount of energy, fertilizers, you know, all sorts of weird grow lamps and stuff. And then you might not get a fruit that tastes really good. Mm -hmm. It'll be there. It's not really that delicious. And so you can force things to happen because we all know we have done that, but it's not as satisfying and fulfilling and sustainable, right? You can do it once or twice, but you can't do that every day of your life. That's a good one. Um for
1: the people that do want to use this process to biohack their system and sync more naturally, what would be the first step? Because I think about for me, I'm fairly regular with my cycle now, which is nice. Um, But what would be, would I mark the day after my last period and then start from there? Or what would people exactly do to find their way to get into the process of doing this?
0: So the first thing that you do when you want to get in the flow is just where are you in your cycle? You can use the MyFlow app to sort of like understand where you are in the process, um, but you know, if you're bleeding, you can start there. Wherever you you don't have to wait. Start today. Start right now. Wherever you are in the cycle is a great time for you to just start aligning with the activities that help you optimize for that phase. And then it's a process. I sort of break it into two parts. Um, the first part is like self care related. So what are you eating? How are you exercising? And how are you organizing your schedule? And then the uh, once you get that down, that's like the place to start. Once you get those basics down, then you can take it into like your relationships with outside, you know, people and things like your, your career, if you're an entrepreneur, how you run your company, like I do. Um, um, you know, relationships, sex, your sex life. You know, I always say my husband could probably teach half of this class because <clears throat> we have been cycle syncing our relationship for <laughs> for a long time, um, which is why my skin looks so good, probably. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you know, and then um, motherhood, right? To and I, I'm really excited about being able to offer a, com- a a new conversation around motherhood that is like you know like, let's just drop being perfect and let's let's show our children what it looks like to be connected to our bodies and our feelings so that they can know how to do that. Whether they're boys or girls, they need to know how to do that. That emotional EQ actually is something that you'll strengthen by using the cycle syncing method. So, so know where you are in your cycle and then look at the charts in the book and just start, just pick like three foods from the chart for that phase. You don't have to eat them all, You don't have to exclude other foods. That's the other thing about this. It's not a diet. It's not a... Uh, like you, you have you can get it right or wrong. All you have to do is just add more of what is I optimal for each phase, and your body will start to thrive more and more. And you will start to learn how much of each of those supportive items you need. Um, I think that's one way you could start with food. Another place you can start is just with the fitness, right? So let's say you're in your luteal phase, and you had planned to go to a boot camp class or a really intense spin class just change that to a Pilates class or do like a home mat workout, right? Um, just just switch it up and just notice how much better you feel at the end of that class versus how you feel during your luteal phase when you do an intense workout, high intensity interval workout, and you feel like you're dragging and you wish the class was over. And we haven't even like gotten into the exciting science around the weight loss piece, but I mean in the first half of your cycle, your metabolism is slower and the second half it's faster. So that's why in the first half, you'll notice that foods are lighter and you can eat more you know, of lighter ways. You can do more raw foods. You can have less calories during the first half because you have a slower metabolism and you can do high intensity interval training in the first half and cardio, which is what you know, those, the combination of those two things in the first half is what kicks off more fat loss and more muscle gain. In the second half of your cycle, your metabolism speeds up, you need more calories and you need to work out less. If you do high intensity interval training in the second half of your cycle, you turn on muscle wasting and fat storage. So you like really, you have to change the, the, the food and the fitness piece for sure. Even if you're not ready to think about, oh, how am I gonna, you know, change the way that I'm acting at, at work or whatever, you have to change the food and the fitness piece because this is just how your body is working metabolically and it makes everything better. In fact, the soccer team was asked, why are their soccer stars so talented? And they uh, shared that they, they do their training um, you know, in the cycle syncing way. Wow. So if it's oh. good enough for those girls...
1: When they're, wow. up, when they're like trying out for the team, they're like, "What? where are you Where are you at right now? Because we're all luteal. So <laughs> we need you
2: to be luteal with us. So, yeah, so. We don't all
0: have to be in the same <laughs> phase at the same time. And that's an important thing. Like, you know, when I teach this in corporate settings, I go into, you know, corporations and I train women on cycle syncing in the office and how to do that within the team. In fact, it's a wow. huge bonus wow. not to be in the same phase. Like, so when I run, you know, wow. I run my company, it's yeah. a lot of ladies work for Flow yeah. Living. <laughs> it's a women run business we we may or may not discuss where we are in the phase but in the cycle but what we do is we are self aware And so, for example, let's say we're having a strategy meeting and I'm in my follicular phase. Well, it's going to be super fun for me to plan a bazillion things and ideas and like, oh, let's do X, Y, Z, one through 50. And let's say my social media director is in her ovulation phase. She's going to be like, great, I can blast that all over social. But let's say my marketing director is in her menstrual phase and she'll say something like in the meeting hey, Alisa, remember like last quarter when we planned so many things and then we couldn't do them all and we didn't feel really good about that. Why don't we pick the top three priorities? And let's say somebody, the operations director is in her luteal phase. She'd be like, yeah, in fact, we can get these things done with this budget. You know, it just works out so well that we're all in different phases because we're bringing different aspects of the creative process together in a harmonious way so we get more done more efficiently with less stress with better return on our investment we use our resources more wisely as as a company it's awesome Taipei you love that you're like yes, yes. <laughs> um, for
1: the girls that aren't regular what would they do to be able to harness these tools and everything that
0: you listed in here if they're not regular so that is such an important question and I would add to that what if you're on the pill that I actually there's a So this book is kind of like a book plus a. Book interstitial. So there's a whole middle section. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's, like a, we, we, it's like, look it up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> book interstitial. Interstitial.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there's a uh, t- uh, two chapters that are sort of special inside the middle of the book that are these biohacking special chapters that are about well, what if your periods are regular? What if you have PCOS? What if you have, you know, what if you're breastfeeding? What if you're on the pill? what do you do? Because these are the questions over the past, you know, few years as I've been teaching this since the MyFlow app came out. And thank you to everyone who's made that the top paid period app uh, on iTunes. Uh, you know, it's because of your passion for this subject that I wrote this book, really all, all of you who have been downloading the app and who have been cycle syncing. Um, if you like look at hashtag cycle syncing, it's, it's really something that's just been growing over the years. So I wanted to make sure that we answered all the questions that I commonly get, um, from women who have these irregular issues. But the long story short is I give all the sort of uh, protocols of what to do and how to get, how to, how to deal with where you might be, um, with your period, where you are in your life cycle, if you're having children, if you're postpartum and, and then of course, what to do if you're on the pill. And let me just, let me just say a little special thing about that, which is if you're on the pill, can you use the cycle syncing method? And the answer is you can, but the reality is you are having none of the phase changes. And I just want to like say that so that we're clear while you're on the pill, you're having zero phase changes. And it's important for you to know that because when you're on synthetic birth control, whatever version of that it is, whether it's oral birth control or an inserted ring or a device, an IUD, things like that, because you will get this breakthrough bleed, we're, and, and it, because we're not given any of this education, women often think, well, I'm still having my period, you know, I'm on, I'm on the pill, but I'm still having my period. That's not a period. Um, In fact, the original version of the pill did not have those five days of a placebo pill. And so women would stop, right, having their bleeds altogether. And it was so uh, controversial for women that they chose to modify the original sort of um, protocol so that women would have this five days of some spotting or breakthrough bleed so that they would just feel like they were still having a period, but they're not at all. And that's important to know because you're not getting access to all the amazing neurochemical shifts and creative shifts. I mean, all the real physical positive impact that your cycle brings, you're not getting any access to that. It's being shut off. And I think that if we knew that, if we knew that the thing that um, really drives us dynamically to be in this align it with sort of like this creative matrix of nature was being, you know, taken away during the four decades that you only get to have it. I think a lot of women might reconsider. And in fact, patriarchy, baby, keeping us down you know, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Possibly, Let us say it. You don't have to yeah. say it. You
2: can just nod. <laughs> like, give
0: me a wink. Well, I mean, listen, if you were seeking to oppress half the population based on gender, um, messing with their hormones would be an interesting way to go about it. I don't think it was planned that way, but it's Fact. certainly, um, you know, it's not making women healthier yeah. or feel good. Women who take birth control have greater tendencies for depression. You know, Mm-hmm. there's all sorts of things that then, then you're on a whole medication track and you're, I mean, I remember working one of the earliest uh, clients that I worked with. She had been on birth control for years. She was in an, a, a job. She just did not like, uh, felt no passion for. She was in a relationship that wasn't working for her. Um, and she just was on a, She was on the pill and an antidepressant because of the pill. And she just felt really foggy and lost. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to try to get off these medications. So we worked on that with her doctors and changed her diet and got her into the cycle syncing methodology. And one day she emailed me and just said, I'm no longer in the city and thank you so much. And it's been transformative. And she shared her story and I was like, what happened? And she said, you know, ever since I've, Like gotten my cycle back and really learned how to access all this. I've she moved herself to L.A. to Hollywood. She wrote this screenplay. She like got it some sort of TV deal. She found the love of her life. She quit her job in the city. Like this whole and this was this was one of my first clients. I would say in the in the second year of my practice, and I was like, okay. I, I knew that this was something that was possible, but then yeah. I saw this happen within the matter of six months. And I was like, this whole woman's life is completely different because she reactivated this power that she has inside of her. And now she's, you know, mm-hmm. loving everything about her life. So that's what's at stake for us is to really uh it's not just feeling better, living smarter, although that's worthy as it is. It's like, you know, if you, you deserve to have the life of your dreams and you're the way for you to, to get there, the way out into the life of your dreams is in your body, like through your body. And I think that that's just so uh, important for us to know. Yeah. It is a way to like access your higher self,
2: you know, like to feel that connected it's woo woo, but I do think it is like a very integral part of that, I do want to talk about sex, and I want Let's. to talk about sex in um, a few different ways, just in terms of why it 's so good for you know our own system as females yeah. and at different stages of the cycle, what that looks like, and how we can communicate with our partners and start that conversation because I think once it 's open, like you 're always the example I think of with your husband where it 's like.
0: A lot of people tell me they think about me while they're having sex. (laughs) Not about me in particular. Like, oh, you come to mind when we're trying to figure (laughs) out what to do. And I'm like, honestly, it's really cute. Um, (laughs) It's like a
2: digital threesome. Well,
0: not exactly that intimate, but (laughs) I'm on your mind is nice. Um, So, uh, you know, certainly um, women having regular orgasm is hugely hormonally beneficial and health beneficial. You every time you are in orgasmic plateau, which is different from climax. And just to remind you, which I sort of, I broke that down in my first book, Woman Code, but <laughs> just as a quick recap, climax is like when the 8,000 nerve endings on your clitoris are like, I'm done. Thank you. That was really good. I have now maxed out on pleasure. And you get that sort of like the sneeze at the end of the achoo, right? The orgasmic plateau is the, the part before that. And if we think of climax as the 10 on a scale of one to 10, orgasmic plateau is like a, Um, you know, anywhere from a two to an eight, right? You want to stay between a four and an eight. Um, You know, I would say for at least 20 minutes to get these kinds of benefits. Because what happens when you stay in that orgasmic plateau is you build nitric oxide and oxytocin. And these hormones have hugely endocrine supportive benefits you know, aspects, right? So you're going to boost your immune system. You're going to regulate ovulation. You're going to boost collagen production in your skin. You're going to, I mean, it, it goes on and on. Um, it, it flushes cortisol. It balances mood. It is just a, and I would say too, it, um, Helps, and I don't know if any of you experience this after you have like a really nice session where you have good quality time in the orgasmic plateau and then you have a satisfactory climax more than satisfactory, I'm hoping (laughs) that you feel like you're reset. You know, your sympathetic and your parasympathetic nervous systems are like reset, and that's really healing, right? Because that's why we do meditation, that's why we do yoga, that's why we go on retreats, is because we need to, you know. Decompress from the intensity of this, you know, high paced, fast paced life that we're in. Orgasm for women is like a free, quick, you know, only a positive way for you to um, help your body deal with all of the stress impacts of life. So that's hugely beneficial, but it's also hugely troubling that so many women are not having any of this experience, right? I was shocked at the statistic if women in heterosexual relationships are mostly not having this experience. That coupled with not knowing how to optimize their pleasure response in the different cycle phases is a big problem, right? So we we don't know that we're supposed to stay in orgasmic plateau, and then we have no idea how we're supposed to change our sexual approach in each phase to optimize our orgasm and our well-being. And this is good just for you. Of course, knowing this is important for you, and that's my priority, then of course you can take this into your relationship, which just makes everything, again, more effortless, more pleasurable. That is the whole point. That's why we call the book In the Flow. Like my experience is, I ask myself important questions during the day, like, am I in the flow or am I out of the flow, right? Is this this serving me to be more in my flow or is this taking me away from that? And just keeping that thought going, it really helps. And with relationships, it's like, you know, okay, so he wants to go out to dinner with friends and I'm in my like second half of my luteal phase. And if I say yes, I'm going to be cranky. We're going to have a discussion later about it. That's not going to be pleasant. And it's going to like just take energy from me. It's going to take me out of the flow in myself and in our relationship. Why would I do that? It's not logical, right? So knowing what I need socially at that time, and of course now he knows he wouldn't even suggest such a silly thing he'd be like oh can I roast you a chicken <laughs> <laughs> you know can I can I what what should we watch on Netflix no. you know things like that we he knows kind of what to where when to do the right things and of course we built this into the MyFlow app so we he doesn't have to remember this he gets the partner sync emails like everybody else so he knows which phase I'm in and what to I do, mean, do. Love that genius <laughs> And which, you know, which foreplay do you do? Have you seen Justin up uh, No. <laughs> they love it, I by the way. To. In fact, when we beta tested the app uh, when we, before we launched it in 2017, a lot of women were really concerned about, oh, I don't know if I should put my boyfriend or my mm-hmm. husband on this. All, all the women in same-sex relationships are like, oh yeah, she'll, of she of course wants yeah. to. to yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the women were like, oh, I don't know if my boyfriend can handle it. He might mm-hmm. think it's gross or weird. And I was like, well, in order for you to be part of the beta launch, you have to, you know, that's part of the thing. Yeah. You have to, we need to test that it's working yeah. and that, you know. So they they did it reluctantly and then like seriously, a month later, yeah, I, I would, I would get a flood of emails from husbands and boyfriends being like, you just saved our relationship. Aww. I'm so, I, I've been wanting this information my whole life. I knew it was out there because because men know wow. viscerally that they have a pattern because by the way, they're always working with their male flow. They're always in their flow. They, they've organized the entire world, the corp, corporate America, <laughs> the way we just, everything is all wow. organized around what works really well for their or optimal hormonal well-being. They, they're like, why aren't you ladies doing this? Mm. Right? We want to interface with that information. So, you know, back to you and just like your own sexual response. Here's some key things to know. You have two wet phases and two dry phases, which means there is nothing wrong with your sex drive, your sexual response, or your libido. If you find that half of the month, you don't get lubricated very quickly or easily. That is just because you're in a dry phase. Mm -hmm. It happens to everyone. It is normal, healthy, and you just need lube and trying to go without the lube is going to cause friction, right? Physically and sort of, you know, symbolically, right? It's not going to feel good. It's it's a, it's a nice metaphor for this whole concept. Why would you not work with what's happening in your body? It only makes things harder and less pleasant, right? So the cycle syncing method is like lube for your life. Really? I hadn't thought about that before, but it's very true. So, you know, this idea is you would um, use lube And then you could achieve the orgasmic plateau stage more readily and then move into climax without any problem. That's one in three. Sorry, which phases? So actually it's one and so it's it's the follicular phase and the bleeding Got phase. It. Okay. So so that's important to know. And then the ovulatory phase and the luteal phase are wet phases. So you don't need lube, but you need different amounts of foreplay in each of these phases. That's another thing to know. So you need to know like when you're wet, when you're dry and then also like how much foreplay and intensity can you handle, right? So during ovulation, you may need less foreplay and you could sustain more intense partnered activities, right? Um, That could also be extended into the first half of the luteal phase. In the second half of the luteal phase, you may not feel as interested in more intense, you might more, more, you know, gentle, whatever it is for you. And then uh, in the follicular phase, you're going to need a lot of foreplay because it's a dry phase. So you want to have set the expectation for you and your partner that that's what you need and that's so I- important and i think exciting for relationships especially men women relationships because of pornography has really um shifted cultural expectations within relationships that you're supposed to be wet, ready and like just receiving, you know, penetration at the drop of a hat when in fact you need plenty of time. To achieve tumescence, which yeah. is the female form of an erection, right, where the the tissues engorge with blood and the clitoris and all of that, and the labia, you need time for that, right? And we don't see it because it's not as external. We know that men need time to reach an erection. Sometimes men need longer or less, or you know, more or less, depending on where they are in their day, right? In the morning, they need no help. In the evening, they might need assistance, right? We don't question that,
1: mm.
0: but we just completely um, don't even think that we deserve it because we don't have this information. And that's what I mean. We're just working against what nature wants for us. So, so these are some things to know. And there's, I mean, there's so much more in the, in this sex chapter of the book, you know, it's it's exciting to, to biohack your sex life and your relationship. So that just works better. You're getting off the way that you want on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. Guys are like, I understand it. If
1: there's the word biohack in it, they're like, what information can we read to like understand? (laughs) Um, I really loved it. And the sex part, how you talked about um, supplements or nutrients that can really help with orgasm and help with your libido. So I'd love to talk
0: about a few of those, which were your favorite. I liked magnesium. Because I'm a huge magnesium fan. I, I think, you know, <laughs> uh, the micronutrients that help the endocrine system perform are pretty consistent. You know, we're talking about magnesium, we're talking about omega-3s, we're talking about B vitamins, vitamin D3. These are, of course, all the sub, the micronutrients that, that we put in the balance formulation at Flow Living um, because your endocrine system needs all of these things to do its job. I think it's interesting. You can use things like watermelon and asparagus to help boost levels of, you know, uh, nitric oxide production in the body. And that's, that's pretty exciting. So you can actually, let's say, if you know, here's a real life example of how you could use this information. Let's see, let's say you were trying to conceive and you got an update from your basal body temperature tracker that you were ovulating later in the evening. And it's not optimal time for your man because he's at the end of the day. His testosterone is low. His energy is low. He might've had a stressful day at work you could make there's a recipe in this book about you know a, a little salad that's going to help boost his nitric oxide production which is going to help him perform and make the the baby deposit that you need at the time of day that you need it right so it's just really powerful information to have like how can we just help our bodies do the things that we we would like to do with them in a way that doesn't drain their energy but is always adding to our energy bank account, you know? And that's the other thing too. I think, um, that's one of the biggest, if I would say, what is the biggest gift that being in the flow has given me? Um, it's, it's probably twofold, uh, maybe threefold, but I'll just start with these two. The first is that it, it gives me, yeah, three, it gives me the confidence to know what to do when to do it so that I just, I, I don't have to anymore seek information. So I was like, oh, am I doing this right? Am I living the right way? Is this the way to optimize my life? I know because I'm basing that on my body's natural cycles. What is the right thing for me? So I have a lot of confidence and clarity in making decisions and moving forward with things in my life without worrying about like getting approval from outside. The second thing is that it, It really helps me feel like I'm, you know, sort of just building energy always instead of like, you know, constantly feeling like, oh my gosh, there's just so much to do and so many different things I want to create in my life and, and oh, I'm working out or I'm trying to do whatever. Instead of constantly feeling drained, I'm, I feel and energize. you know, you guys know, cause we've been friends for a while. Um, I've been caffeine free for 20 years, sugar free for 20 years. You know, people An look icon. at me and they're like, True you know, icon. aside from my gray hair, which cause I just haven't bothered to ever color my hair, but I'm thinking about it. Um, you know, aside from that, like <laughs> I have the energy of someone who is, yep. you know, you know, uh, mm-hmm. numerically younger than energy, me. right? Yeah. And that is because I cont- I'm i using the cycle singing method and I have been for like so long that I'm constantly adding energy every day. Cause I'm asking that big question. Am I in the flow or am I out of the flow? And if I'm anytime out of the flow, I make sure I double up on the things that I know are important for that cycle phase and just boost my, my nourishment. Right. And then the third and final thing that it does for me is that it has really, um, it just, it's given me a lot of freedom you know, to just do what I feel like doing, what I want to do, what feels good. gives me this like freedom and permission to just be doing the things that work Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that we as women deserve to feel that way, to give ourselves the permission to do what it is that we want in our lives and to have all the support of our inner dialogue and our bodies to get us to where we want to go. Yeah.
2: I was just thinking that like cycle syncing, if you're if you're committed to it, it helps to get the ego out of the way. Because like if, if yes. you kind of waver on it, like my ego would be like say in the fourth week, like right before I start my period, you should probably go to do like a hard work just because like I'm a little bit tired. I feel like kind of sluggish, but even though I feel that way, I equate it to being like lazy and I'm like, no, we got to get up and That's do. Right. So it kind of gets that thought out of the way.
0: I wouldn't even I mean that you could call it ego but really that's the the patriarchal conditioning mm. and that's what I mean that's why the like pra- that better. the practice of this <laughs> is so healing to that wound because what you're what yeah. you've just beautifully highlighted for all of us because we all share this problem this wound is that you believe that you're only as valuable as what you're doing. Yes. You're only worth anybody's yeah. love if you're doing there you go. That is not true. Just you being you is just like, you know, wonderful totally. and worthy. And and resting is an opportunity for you to reclaim the truth of that. You don't have to do anything for everybody. And nature, your hormonal nature is trying to remind you of that all the time. Estrogen, for example, it's a social psychological lubricant, right? When the concentrations of estrogen rise in your brain, you're mo- you're more like interested in serving others that can look a lot of different ways, but we could also call that, um, in, in the dysfunctional way, people pleasing. The problem is you try to remain that way the whole month. And then you get into situations in the luteal phase and the menstrual phase where you're like, Oh my God, if this person calls me again, with talking about this stuff. I don't, I just, I can't stand this person. Right. Well, you don't, you love this person, but in this phase, because you are not honoring what's true for you, which is that you need to, you know, do something for yourself, um, you start to have resentments or you start to have inner critical voices like, you know, I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. I'm so lazy. Um, I need to push harder. What's wrong with me? I had a woman who told me that she thought for her entire life, she was a quitter. She walked around with that thought in her head her whole life. And then she discovered this work. She got herself off the pill. She started the cycle sinking method. And she's like, I'm not a quitter. I'm a creative genius. I just wasn't using these phases. And so I just was starting and then I didn't know that I had any other, she didn't know how to map it out. And when you start to do that, everything just, you, you rediscover who you really are. So it's like a, it's physically healing, but I think for a lot of women and especially when I've taught this live, there's like a there's like a spiritual kind of healing aspect to it. I mean, we go through different phases and I I'm just feeling into this right now. It's like some of us get a little angry like, how come nobody told us this before? You know? I could have I could have had X amount of years back to do to be in my own flow to to live my best life. Um, you know, and then there's some sadness about the, the things that we've lost, the ways that we've been hurting ourselves with, you know, there was, there's a, an amazing poet, um, Vanessa Dayu that I remember hearing her in college and she had this part of a song and it was, there's no greater beating of that, of the fine lashing of a woman's tongue upon her own mind. I remember when I heard that the first time. That hit me right between the ovaries. Mm. I was like, "Well, I'm doing that to myself, left yeah. and right." Yeah. yeah. And why are we doing that fundamentally? Yeah. And I'm a root cause analysis person. I'm a systems thinker, mm-hmm. and I need to know why. Why are we doing this? Why are we all sick and stressed and miserable? We're out of our flow. Why are we so inner critical? Why Why do we tell ourselves these negative things? Because we have we we are trying to operate as if we don't have this cyclical pattern, and because we don't think about it, the ways in which that's affecting our desires, we judge, we're judging this thing that we don't even know about mm-hmm. the cycle phases. We're judging them as bad and wrong. Like your instinct to rest or, you know, somebody, another person I've, I've spoken with says, you know, I love that you gave us permission on the MyFlow app that D- during the menstrual phase, a, a form of exercise is napping. Right. Or going to the good now, you know, Mm -hmm. because actually that flushes cortisol. It's just as effective as working out in the right phase at the right time. Right. So it has the same hormonal benefits, but it's the right way for your body at that phase to de bloat to de-stress right. and to restore your energy, which is what we use fitness for. So it's, you know, I think it's just, we have to drop the judgment yeah. and the, and going through it, like you said, it's getting the ego out of the way and, and really actively healing without having to go through years of therapy, mm-hmm. um, these, these wounds and this conditioning that we've received as women in a positive, proactive way.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yes. And last question from me. I know we talked a little bit about birth control and if oh, someone wants to get off. And I loved in the book the way that you outlined the strategies for them because there is a lot of fear from the women of our community when we talk a lot about this. They have questions about, um, will they have symptoms if they come off or what would the process be like? When do they know they're ready and how can they be supported? So
0: in the back of the book, we have this like free, like mega free resources section. So whatever is going on for you, if you have PCOS, if you're trying to come off the pill, there is a free resource for you in the book. So there's birth control rehab that you'll like be able to download and really learn how Mm -hmm. do you safely transition off? What are the steps? How do you talk to your gynecologist? How do you, how do you do this in a way that is safe so that you don't have that rebound effect where your, you know, skin is exploding and you're, you know, feel because that that's a reality Um, that can happen if you don't take the steps in advance to transition. And and the ideal way to do it is to uh, boost your micronutrients. And a lot of women use the balance supplements to do that at Flow Living and start to um, change your diet before you come off the pill to the foods that we're talking about in the, the cycle sinking methodology. Um, give yourself two to three cycles doing that. And then when you transition off, you're not going to notice this huge right. rebound right. of symptoms. Um,
2: and last question for me, the If someone is transitioning from a female to a male or male to a female, how can they track their hormones so that they can cycle sync and just feel more connected to their body?
0: This is a great question. And we talk about this in the book too, is that, you know, however you identify gender wise, you can use this method the way that it works for you. Again, it's not a diet. It's an intuitive way of relating to your body and supporting it the way that your body wants. So for, for women who are transitioning to male, they might, they may find that in order to feel more connected to their masculine energy and to the 24 hour male cycle, that they may not want to cycle sync, right? They're, and they're also maybe taking hormones, which, um, you know, may at some point suspend their menstruation. It depends on what they're doing and how how much of that process they're involved in. They may want to use it just to, to feel healthy, but not to, you know, have it be something that they're connecting to from an identity point of view. Any way that you use that is fine. For for men who are transitioning to female, again, you can use as much of this or as little as you want, depending on what feels right for you. And so if you want to feel more connected to a cyclical energy, again, you may not have cyclical hormones, but you can use the moon phases to feel more connected. You can start to plan this way, but you have to play with it. And 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 you guys are trailblazing this whole conversation. You know, the, the trans community is trailblazing the way that they're uh, wanting to be living. And so mm-hmm. I offer this as a something that you can experiment with and see how it works best for you.
2: Yeah. Beautiful. So good. Thank you for being here Thank as you always. For being here. So We love hanging um, with you. The new book is In the Flow, Unlock Your Hormonal Advantage and Revolutionize Your Life. Just jam packed and I'm like always inspired by you that you're able to just uh, explain this and give resources in a way that really empower people and excite people to actually implement this in their life and how can people connect with you well,
0: you can uh get all the the fun gifts for the book uh, if you go to in the flow book.com forward slash gift and uh you know check us out there because there's lots of things that we're making sure that makes your life easier to transition to this this cycle syncing method so yeah. we want to make sure every woman is uh joining the revolution. Great. It'd be fun to do it as a group with our almost 30 girls. Totally. Like have everyone do it. I love that. For a few
1: months, like support one another. We can mm-hmm. even do it in in the Facebook group because we are, this is like one of, one of our favorite topics as like a community. So um, I'm really excited to share this and make sure to listen to the previous episode we did. Um, you can find it on iTunes and then connect in the group. Yeah. Excited for you guys to get the book. Love you all. Thanks we for love being you. here. Thank you
0: ladies. Bye.
1: Bye. Thanks so much, Elisa. Thank you so much. Really love everything that she does. Um, She's such a friend of the pod. So make sure to grab any of her books. They
2: are incredible. Yeah, Woman Code and In The Flow are all available now. Um, Great resources. And just to remind you, We have our 2020 retreat coming up in Malibu in May. You can find more information, almost30podcast.com. Click on the retreat 2020 tab um, at the top. And then the enrollment for the new podcast pro program is closing on February 2nd. So if you are wanting to start, grow, or monetize your dream podcast, we got you. It's a really comprehensive program. We're so proud of it. And we cannot wait to see what you create.
1: Yeah, cannot wait. Let's do our viewers of the week review thank you guys so much for being a part of our community and supporting the pod um we really appreciate it and so do the amazing guests that we bring on and the rest of the community so when you guys write
2: those reviews it means a lot this one's from dolly and she says thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that you do you both are trailblazers thanks dolly that's really
1: sweet thanks dolly Thanks, sweet me. one. <laughs> me too. You're awesome. Uh, com, almost30podcast.com slash retreat if you want to join us. Thank you for being a part of the community. I hope you're having a great day and I truly mean that. We love you. We'll see you next time. See you next time.